Hello, hello, hello. This is Dr. Marco Britton, and this is the Journey to Total Success podcast. I don't even know what episode this is, but today we'll be discussing anxiety. So in this week's blog, I spoke about social anxiety and how social media is causing people to deal with anxiety. You can check that blog out at totalsuccess365.jttsblog. But in a nutshell, I'm basically speaking about how, again, how social media has been formulated and geared towards basically keeping people on it constantly and with the likes and the rating systems, how it affects our brain. It actually causes our brain to release a chemical uh, or a hormone called dopamine, which is stimulated by certain activities. And once that particular hormone is released, it makes you have that feel good sensation. And so it makes you want to have that sensation over and over again. And so people, you know, they'll do the activity that caused them to have that sensation. They'll go back to their website and they'll post again or they'll keep looking for the likes or the shares or all of those different things that social media has. And it basically, in the end, makes us a slave to social media. We get addicted to it. And in, in, in essence, you know, it's the same uh chemical hormone that is released when people take drugs. And so social media becomes something that people are addicted to. And just like a person that's an addict, you know, especially after they've had their fix or, you know, <clears throat> soon afterwards, they, they, they start what we used to call tweaking, you know, they get anxious, they get nervous, you know, <clears throat> they are, you know, looking out the windows and, and all of that type of stuff, you know, and the same thing happens to us. You know, we get that same anxiousness and nervousness. And there have been studies that show that people who um, who spend a lot of time on social media tend to be more anxious and, and have psychological issues like anxiety and depression. And social media basically comes something in their lives that they didn't intend it to be. But. This podcast, you know, I, I, I am still going to talk about anxiety, but I'm not talking about the social media aspect of it. Um, like I told y'all last week, uh, the podcast is going to be more personal, more of my own experiences. And as I was writing and talking about anxiety, I thought about my childhood and so I actually put up a post this week on uh, social media. Actually, speaking of social media, I put up a post um, that that basically speaks to my own personal experience with anxiety, especially as a child. Um, and, I, and I talked about some of this, but as a child, I was <clears throat> bullied. I was teased. I was called all types of derogatory names, you know, just because of the way I looked or because of the way I acted. Or whatever, you know, um, you know, I was overweight, as y'all may or may not know. And I have a, a small frame, so my weight just did not go to the places that, you know, you see some people are overweight and their weight tends to be evenly distributed. Mine was not that, you know, it was distributed places that, you know, as a young boy, 
just was not, you know, uh, flattering. You know, people used to always talk about, you have a big butt, your butt's so big. And, you know, or they'll say you have, you know, female breasts or you, you're you too chubby or you're just too fat or, you know, your pants are too tight or you, you know, you look like a girl or just any, all of those different, you know, things that a young male that's impressionable and who are in, who's in his, you know, formative years don't want to hear. You know, in addition to that, you know, I had a, a, a nice size gap in my front teeth. So I got teased about that. You know, my clothes, like I said, didn't fit always the right way or the way that I wanted them to. Um, I didn't always have the latest and greatest. Um, what else? Yeah. As a teenager, I had really bad skin. So, you know, my my skin was really bad. And people were always commenting on, you know, you know, why you got so many bumps on your face? Why you have all those spots on your face? And and just, you know, your face like a star crunch. You know, some of y'all younger people may not know what a star crunch is, but but look it up, Google it, and you'll see that that's not something that you want your face to look like. Um, in addition to that, you know, I was, you know, growing up in the hood, you know, and spent a lot of time, you know, and we, we finally moved out the hood um, and out to an apartment. But I spent a lot of time over my aunts and uncles' houses and friends and cousins, and they all still lived in the hood. And when I was in those places, you know, the, the the boys that I was cool with or hung out with, they all, you know, they were kind of rough, you know, rough guys. A lot of them, you know, got into gangs and drugs and and all those different things. Um, but I still, you know, ran with them when we were young. And because I was different, you know, I tended to get singled out. You know, people would, you know, always I'd be the one to get teased or people say comments about, you know, and I I think part of it was just the fact that I, I was different. But then part of it was, you know, when bullies, they tend to, to pick the the person that that they feel was going to be least likely to to fight back, you know, and they didn't realize that I was the type that I would only take so much before I would start, you know, I would fight back eventually, you know, um, especially if you put your hands on me. I, that was one thing I, I never just let people bully me in that sense of um, just beating me up and me taking it. Um, but, you know, verbally, I took a lot because I just I didn't feel like fighting back. I didn't feel like I hated fighting, you know, physically. So I just would let it happen, you know, but I was called all types of, you know, just you know, you too soft and uh, you're not like the rest of you, a sissy, you a this or that, you know, and just like I said, words that as a young man, you don't want to hear people call you that, you know, and, you know, and and even in those preteen and teen years, you know, even though I shouldn't have been trying to date, you know, sometimes, you know, you hear young ladies say, you're just too nice. You know, I, I like you, but you're too nice. And what's funny is those same young ladies are probably looking for men that are too nice because they've gone through all the, you know, the heathens and all the guys who just weren't the bad boys. You know, that's what they were attracted to back then. And many of those bad boys are either dead or in jail or, you know, some of them have, have been reformed. But, you know, it, they took some of those young ladies through some hard times. Um, but, you know, it all everything works out for you good. And I'm a firm believer in that. And, you know, Throughout my life, God has healed me from those negative words, those negative situations. And I've been walking in freedom for, for, for years, for decades, you know. But I will say this, you know, just because you're healed and deliver some, delivered of something, it doesn't mean that you won't have, you know, those feelings and those emotions rise up. You know, the devil is still the devil. And like the Bible said, he's going to return, you know, and when he returns, he's going to return with his friends, you know, trying to get back in. 
uh, where 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 God and Jesus has, has cleaned and swept, you know, you know, so you have to always be on guard to keep them out. But, you know, the devil is still the devil and he will come at times and if he can catch you at times of weakness and you can still have those emotions. You know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm just perfect and I've never had, you know, um, feelings of anxiety or worry or, you know, sadness or whatever since then. But I, I'm truly at a good place. So, you know, y'all don't have to worry about me at this point. You know, um, don't feel sorry for me because I'm good, you know, but I, I wanted to tell these stories to connect with with people who are still dealing with that or still, you know, whether they're still being bullied or teased or who just still, you know, dealing with the, the emotional aftermath of it, you know. Had a conversation, you know, uh, with with a, a friend who's still in his fifties, who said he, you know, he still, you know, at times deal struggle with, you know, the the words that were spoke to him, and people just don't realize that words truly have power if you give it to them. You give it, give the the words power, you know. And sometimes it's hard to not give them power, you know. You it's hard to not hear them, you know. Once you hear them, you heard them, and if it's something that you know is an insecurity of yours or that has been birthed. Uh, insecurity, you know, it, it just, it makes you, you know, feel a, a certain type of way. And so, you know, I, I wanted to share this today uh, again to help whoever's out there that's struggling with that, whether you've been teased for how you look, uh, teased by, you know, how you act, teased for um, just whatever, you know, whether it be your, your race, your nationality, your, 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 I don't know. It, there's so many different things that people get teased for and they shouldn't, you know, um, it, it, people should let people be people. And if you're going to help them, you know, don't tease them, you know, don't talk about them. You know, some people believe that, you know, I can I can um, change them by bullying them into changing or I can change them by if I say derogatory words towards them, it's going to get them to change. You know, the, the opposite actually happens most of the time. It causes people to go further into the things that 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 you're saying about them, you know, they either the person is going to try to prove you wrong or they're going to say, well, if they keep saying it, it must be true. So I must give into it, you know, and I've seen that happen, too. I've seen people be teased and called all types of, you know, just negative words. And those same people end up, you know, years later being exactly the words that were spoken over their lives, you know. And like I said before, words have power, you know, and are tongue needs to be controlled because of that. You know, that's why God doesn't want us going around just popping off at people and saying what we want to say because there's power in our words. You know, um, God's word, who is Jesus, is the one who created this whole universe, you know. And so we know Jesus has been given all power from the father, you know, and so our words, you know, have power too. you know, power to create power, to change things, power to, to, to make things better power to, to make things worse, you know? And so we have to choose to use our words for good, you know, use it for a weapon against the devil, but use it for healing for people. You know, we have to be at that place. So, again, you know, I just wanted to whoever's out there, whoever is listening, that's struggling with, you know, the the feelings, the emotions of, of what was said to you 
And, you know, today, you know, is I'm speaking specifically of the anxiety from that, you know, but, you know, anxiety can also come from just, you know, not just not just verbal abuse, but physical abuse as well. It can come from sexual abuse. It can come from all of those different things, because what it does is it makes you feel insecure. It makes you feel unsafe. You know, for me, a lot of times the the verbal attacks that I I um, went through and, and that were you know, tossed at me. Um, it, it, it made me feel like, you know, I, I just felt unsafe, you know, cause I didn't know when the next attack would come, you know? And I said this in, in, in one of my posts this week, I, it actually made me want to just stay inside all the time. When I was a kid, you know, you know, a lot of the kids would be outside playing or they would go to the park and play or they would go to, you know, the, the y, uh, YMCA, YMCA or, or uh, boys club, boys and girls club. It was boys club back then, but boys and girls club. And a lot of times I didn't want to go because I didn't know who was going to be there. And and I was concerned that if certain people were, were there, they were going to say something about me. They're going to, you know, make a comment or, you know, try to what we call Joan back then, you know, and I, you know, I joke around now with my friends and stuff, but it's never personal. Back then, you know, the Jonah would always turn personal towards me and it would become a personal attack, you know. And I just was like, you know, I, I'd rather not have to deal with that. So I'd rather just stay at home. And so I spent a lot of days at home alone just watching TV and, you know, basically just watching TV because I didn't really I played video games, but not like that. Um, but I just didn't like being around certain people. Now I had my certain friends that I trusted and who, you know, who had my back and certain people who, you know, didn't play when it came to me, you know, if they were around, they would let you have it. You know, one in particular, I spoke about on a post, well, in a comment on one of my posts, which is my cousin, Felicia, she, she didn't play when it came to me, you know, you know, she, and she's a year older. So, you know, we were kids at times she may say something, you know, to try to tease me. And I, I'm, I got to the point, I would say stuff to her too back, you know? So we both probably said things to each other as kids that we probably shouldn't, but we both had each other's back. We didn't play when it came, you know, to, to the other person. She was like my sister. I was like her brother. So, you know, she was there, you know, anybody, it could be a, a, a guy who was, you know, twice her height. She didn't play. She, you know, if she saw that they said something about me. She would, she would go off on them. And, you know, in hindsight, I appreciate that, you know, and I know, you know, um, that, you know, you shouldn't always be fighting and all that type of stuff. But, you know, I was just thankful to have somebody, at least I had her and there was other people too, who, who didn't play when it came to me, they, they wouldn't let, allow, you know, things to happen. But often when it comes to kids, especially the way that this, this, the school system, course, I can't talk today. The school system is set up and how just society is set up. Kids spend a lot of time away from their parents and it just, it just is what it is, you know, um, the, you have a lot of single homes where there's no father there. Um, so you have a lot of single mothers who are, you know, either working, trying to take care of the homes on their own, or you have, you know, both parents in a home, but they're both working. And because they work, they don't have much time to spend with the kids. You know, you think about it, the kids get up in the morning, go to school, you know, the parent may or may not be there. They may have already gone to work. One may be there. One may not. Some kids wake up, the parents are already gone. They have instructions. Um, on what to do. And, you know, they have keys, you know, and I was one of those kids I had, we called a latchkey kid. 
which is basically a kid who, you know, spends a lot of time alone. You know, the, the parent is gone when the kid gets home. They, they have the keys themselves to get in the house. So I think that's probably why they call it a latch key, because um, the kids were able to come home and unlatch latch the, the house with the key by themselves. You know, they they were home and they, you know, and I, in the 80s, there were a lot of kids who were like that. Um, but, you know, you you basically the child doesn't spend a whole lot of time with the parent. You know, by the time the, the child gets out of school, or from whatever after school program, the parent may still be at work or, you know, some parents are still young. So they may still, you know, go hang out with their friends and 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 quote unquote kick it. And, and I don't know if they still use that term, but, you know, I'm kind of getting older. So um, <laughs> they may still be out kicking it with their friends, you know. And and so a lot of these kids are just not, you know, spending a lot of time with their parents or with any guidance or with anybody protecting them. And so you have these kids, you know, basically even at school, you know, the teachers are there, but, you know, they're not always, you know, watching what's going on, you know, especially in the back of the class. Kids are teasing some of the kids when they're, you know, on lunch or they're, you know, recess or going from class to class. You know, kids get bullied and picked on and and none of the te- teachers see it or some of them don't care or some of them just don't know how to respond to it. You know, and even on the bus, I can remember many times, you know, on the bus home, you know, the bus driver there and at the front, you know, and, and, you know, half the time I won't say they didn't care, but, you know, they didn't want to get involved in, in a lot of what I saw. You know, I saw a lot of fights on the bus and the bus driver would just keep going and would just allow it to happen. You know, I even had a situation in, in high school where a guy um, tried to he tried to bully me. He tried me, you know, by then I wasn't, you know, taking it like that. Um, but it was a situation where there were, you know, at least two adults on the bus. One was a driver, one was a teacher. And this guy just kept saying all types of stuff to me and no one said anything to him. You know, they just let him keep saying whatever he wanted to say to me. And so I finally just got tired of it. And I got up and I went up to him and I put my finger on his forehead and pushed it back and told him, I said, you better stop. You know, and I kind of just went off on him. And, you know, he wanted to fight and all this stuff, but it should have never gotten to that point because the adults should have stepped in and stopped it. <clears throat> but they didn't, you know, <clears throat> they let it get to a place to where, you know, I just got tired of it and got tired of him trying to bully me and try to make me look bad in front of everybody else. Um, and, you know, I say all that is to say often these kids grow up with without a lot of supervision and without any protection. And so these kids have to learn how to fend for themselves. And a lot of them, you know, because they want to be protected, they turn to gangs. Um, they, they, they turn to, you know, other things. And sometimes they even, they'll even turn to the, the very thing that people are teasing them about. You know, some of them say, okay, that's you calling me. That's what I'm going to be. And they turn into these alternative lifestyles and, and just things that, that they shouldn't have even never been exposed to or never even gotten, gotten into because, you know, they didn't have any protection there. And, you know, just the fact that you don't have protection, you don't have people, you know, to 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 take up for you. You know, you're anxious, you know, when you go out, you know, into society, you know, when I would leave the house, you know, sometimes I would just have this, you know, I'll have almost like panic attacks. And in, in hindsight, you know, I was having panic attacks and anxiety and and all of this stuff, you know, feelings of, you know, heart racing and, you know, hands clammy and stomach all in a knot, knots. And and it was just, you know, there were many times I felt that way because I just I didn't know. And there are many kids out there who were in that same predicament 
where they are, you know, just they don't have that protection and they don't they don't they don't know when the next assault is going to come. And so my what I would urge any adult, you know, here that that's listening to this, you know, make sure, you know, I know that you have to work. I know, you know, some of y'all have to work and, 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 and it's just it's one of those things that is what it is. But make sure that, you know, if you can at times go go to your child's school, you know, and sit in the classroom and, and let the teacher and let people know that, you know, you're active and you're involved in your child's life. You know, um, the kids in hindsight, the kids whose parents would come up to the school and who were active and stuff, they tended to get picked on less. You know, it's just one of those things that I, I remember seeing. Also, you know, if you don't have to work certain hours, you know, don't work those hours, you know, make your kids a priority, you know, don't work a a, a, a second shift when you know your kids are going to be at home during those times. You know, you know, if your job offers first shift, take the first shift and try to be there with with your kids when they get home, you know, Um just 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 a little stuff like that, you know, and also, you know, just on the weekend, spend time with them, you know, and just be there with them, you know, when they go places, you know, be their protection. That's your job as a parent is be their protector, you know, and, you know, it'll it, I won't say it's going to stop all bullying, all teasing and all of that. But I I can guarantee it'll stop a lot of it, because when those bullies know that when there's a protection, when there's protection around bullies, know when there's a strong father around. Bullies know when there's a mother who who's caring and not going to let you, you know, talk crazy to her kids, you know, and, you know, so they know that. So they 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 they're going to go and look for the one who's unprotected. So as parents, make sure you protect your kids as teachers. If you're a teacher listening to this, you know, don't just shrug it off and say, well, it's not my kid or I don't want to be involved or I don't want to whatever, you know, that, you know, you took on a job to teach and. As a teacher, you know, I know you're just you're wanting to just teach, but part of it is protecting the people who are in your class, you know, so that they can be in an environment so they where they can learn, you know, because if you're being teased and bullied, you're probably not going to want to learn because your whole focus is on what's being said, what's being done to you, you know. And so as teachers, you're supposed to foster an, envi- an environment that makes it, you know, easy for them to learn, who makes it makes it comfortable for them to learn. So get involved. You know, if you see something, you know, kids being teased and talked about, you know, nip it in the bud as soon as possible. Because when you don't do that, the the kids who are the bullies, they know that they can get away with it and they'll just continue to do it. And they'll know that you'll continue to, to, to turn a blind eye. And, and it just shouldn't be that, you know, you know, you're the the adult, you know, so make sure you 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 act like it, you know, and make sure you take control of that classroom. And if you have kids in there bullying other kids or teasing other kids, you know, get them out there as soon as possible. Talk to their parents. And if their parents don't listen, then that child may need to not be in your classroom no more, you know, or some type of other repercussion need to be in place. But, you know, y'all can talk to your principal about that. But, you know, that should never be where kids are being bullied and teased in schools and nobody's doing anything about it. So, I mean, that's 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 my advice to parents and teachers. But. To the person, whether it be a, a teenager, young person, young adult, older adult, you know, whoever, you know, because, you know, the repercussions of being teased, it, it can last throughout a lifetime. You know, there's people still dealing with the anxiety and the depression from childhood, you know, issues, things that they dealt with in their childhood. But so I wanted to just give a few tips on some things that I did 
to overcome my childhood anxiety. And number one was giving my life to the Lord. Yes, you know, that that's the number one thing, and probably the most, I can say probably, it is the most important thing that helped me get over my own anxiety and, and, and just mental issues. I don't say mental issues, but just the, 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 the anxiety, sometimes I think I even had depression at times um, from, you know, past issues that I dealt with. And, you know, when you give yourself to God, you know, it's a process, but you start to to learn who you are. You know, God gives you his identity. And so his identity replaces the identity that people try to put on you, you know, and that's one thing that that has been a blessing for me. I learned that, you know, OK, I'm not what they say I am. I'm what I'm what God says I am. You know what he says I am. I'm the things that he says I am. I have, you know, I'm more than a conqueror. You know, uh, I, I don't have to be what they say that I am. You know, I'm, I'm strong in him, you know, and in, in, in the power of his might. You know, I don't have to fear their words because God has given me power, love and a sound mind. You know, those are the things that I learned and it just helped me over time. And I also learned that, you know, when you get saved, you know, God is he's creating you a, a, a clean heart, a new heart. He renews you, you know, and he renews you by his word, you know, mostly, you know, and his spirit too, you know, his spirit. But you have to get in his word to, to know his word. So you got to definitely make sure you're reading the Bible. And I know a lot of us, you know, especially if you're young, you don't know how to rightly divide. But that's when you have preachers and teachers and and Sunday school teachers and and parents to help you, you know, through it. And so, you know, that's why one thing I'm I'm big on is making sure my kids get the word of them in them early. We actually had Bible study last night, you know, um, so they can have the weapons to fight the enemy when the enemy comes, you know, because we're not always there, um, especially when they become young adults and, and all of that. You know, we can only we can only put it in them while they're young, you know, put in as much as we can. But they're going to grow up at, at some point and have to fight their own battles. In addition to getting saved and and partly because of getting saved, I changed my environments. Number two, um, your environments are and I've said this before, you know, your environment can make or break you. You know, it, it it's one of those things that you can't plant certain seeds in certain environments because that seed, that plant won't grow in those environments. It needs to be in the right environment where that's conducive to it growing, you know, the right soil, the right amount of water, the right amount of sunlight. And the same is true of us people. You know, we need to be in the right environment to grow and develop and develop as people. And when I say environments, I, I mean the people that we hang around and the places that we go. And so for me, I changed the, the people that I hung around. You know, I started hanging around other people who were like minded, other Christians, and just and one thing I'll say is just because someone's a Christian doesn't mean that you need to hang around them because some some people, you know, they're Christian in word, but they're not Christian in deed and in truth. You know, the things they do and say and the way they live goes against goes against Christian principles. And even some people who are Christian, who truly are Christian, you know, y'all's personalities may just not mesh well. You know, if you're a, a, a softer, more timid person. You may not need to be around a person who's more brash and, and, and who, you know, who speaks their mind because, you know, it, it, they can be 
just as worse as someone who's bullying you in your mind because you can take what they say a certain way and in their minds they're just being truthful. So you just have to be careful, you know, who you, you know, allow yourself to be around, even in within, you know, the Christian faith, you know, not saying you can't be around them, but just how close you get to them, you know, and, you know, maybe you'll grow to be able to be able to take a person like that. But if you're not at a place to take them being harsh and brash or or just being brutally honest, what people say, you know, you, you may not need to be besties with that person. But then again, maybe you do. Maybe that's what you need to get over, you know, over some of the things you, you, that you're dealing with, because this is a person who loves you, who's being brutally honest with you rather than someone who doesn't love you, who's trying to tear you down. So it can go either way. But that's something that you would have to pray about, you know, and that's part of back to number one, you know, getting saved. You know, you you have an advocate now, you know, you can pray to God, you can pray to Jesus and, and Jesus is going to take it to the father, you know. So you have somebody who can who can help you. Um, through hard times, you know, God, what Jesus said, he, he sent us the Holy Spirit when he left earth, you know, to, to, to bring things to our members, to teach us things, you know. And so if we have God, if we're saved, if we're praying and, and speaking to him, you know, he'll, he'll give us the Holy Spirit who's going to give us what we need to say in the moments when, when we are being teased or, or when we are feeling a certain way about past, you know, issues, past teasing, past bullying, whatever. And so environments, like I said, one another part of environments is just the places that you go. You know, you may not need to go certain places because they remind you of, you know, the bullying and teasing that that you experienced, you know, and you may just need a time, a period where you, you just avoid those places until you're strong enough to be in those places again. And some places just may not, you may not ever need to go again, you know, and that's just maybe just the truth, you know, because it just keeps triggering certain emotions, you know, and, and that's just how we're built, you know, for whatever reason, we're built to, to be triggered by certain things, by familiar things. And so we got to be careful of where we go and the people that we hang around. Another thing was um, I just number three, I worked on myself, you know, I worked on improving myself, not because of the things that people said about me, but because of my own self-esteem. You know, when you have low self-esteem, it'll allow people's words to have more power in your life. But if you build up your esteem, you allow God to build up your esteem, their words become less and less powerful. And so that's what I did. I built up myself. I I say that, but I allow God to build me up. And I worked on things that I I didn't like about myself. You know, number one, you know, spiritually, I worked on myself, but even, you know, physically, emotionally, you know, I, I, I began to work on certain things and it made me a more confident person. So if somebody came to me and said something about me, whether they were joking or not, now I can, I, it can roll. It rolls off my back, you know, and if, if it's something that I felt offend, offended by, you know, I'll let them know, you know, I'll let them know in the right way. And I'll, you know, tell them, hey, that, that wasn't cool, you know, or whatever, you know. Now I have the power to do that before I, I felt like I didn't. I felt like I had to take it. But because I worked over my, on myself over the years, I'm not that timid person anymore. You know, and that's one thing that you may have to do. You may have to just work on yourself, building yourself up, you know, allowing God to strengthen you and give you all the tools you need to be able to handle, you know, people that bully people who who just negative and all of that, you know. And it may not always have to be you going off on people. You know, you definitely should never be just going off. But, you know, 
just using your words wisely to, to handle them, you know, and again, not even being around them, you know, not even going, being in those environments, you know, but at times it's, 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 it's hard to do, you know, you can't, you can't, um, hide from, from every environment, you know, sometimes you have to go to certain environments and then sometimes, you know, you may not even expect that in this environment, someone is going to, you know, say or do a certain thing. It's just one of those things. And so, if you're prepared for it, if you're built up, if you're strong already, then it won't it won't cause you to have that same um, the f- same feelings and emotions and, and anxiety that you would have in the past. And so, yeah, that's one thing I worked on myself and, and I feel like I'm in a good place. Not perfect. You know, there's st- still some things that I'm working on and, and will continue to work on. You know, it's, it's a lifetime uh, process. You know, we, we none of us have made it to heaven, you know, and none of none of us have our glorified bodies and minds and all of that. But, you know, I'm, I'm working, working on perfecting myself um, with God's help. The last thing I'll say is that one thing that I did is in my mind, I realized and I kept telling myself, I, I finally realized, you know, no one is perfect. We all have flaws so that same person who were, who's pointing out my flaws, they also has flaw. They also have flaws. And so it made me start to look at, you know, things a little differently. Like, OK, I, I, I see, you know, that you're, you know, picking on me, but it may be because you yourself have a flaw that you don't like. And if you pick on me, it's going to take the attention off you. And so I've learned that about bullies and people who pick and tease and all of that. And so I'm, I'm just at a good place now to where most of the time I, I just let it fall, you know, roll off my back. You know, I even let, you know, nowadays, you know, the bullies are, are the haters, really, to be honest with you. You know, they as you get older, they they may not be as you, you know, you may be a little stronger than them now. You, maybe you had a later growth spurt or whatever, you know. But they they find ways to bully still, you know, it may be just through hating or talking about you behind your back or just trying to tear you down. Anytime your name come up, you know, those types of things. Um, And what I've learned to do is to just keep loving them. You know, I love them, you know, from a distance, you know, but I'll I'll keep loving them, you know, and, and, and pray, pray for them and pray that God will change their hearts and that they would, you know, whatever is causing them to be you know, bullies and, and, and talk about other people, you know, I, I pray that God will, will, will deal with them and that they will repent and turn from their evil and wicked ways. You know, that's, that's, that's what my, one of my prayers is when it comes to people who bully and who talk about other people and try to tear other people down. But I do, this is before I leave, I want to say a prayer for those who have been bullied or who are still being bullied. And I just want to pray for y'all. I I, want to just pray to God. And so here we go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that that child, that young man, that young woman, that older man, older woman, that middle-aged person, whoever that person is that has been bullied, been talked about, has been, you know, just lied on and, and whose name's been drugged through the mud, God. I pray, God, that you will will. Heal their hearts, God, and heal their minds, God, and that you will protect and shield them from every negative word that has been said about them, God. I pray, God, that you will strengthen them, God, and give them a strength, God, to keep going forward, to not cower down, not to back down, not to, you know, shrink into uh, 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 just 
anxiety and depression, God, where the enemy wants them to be, wants them to shrink into the, to themselves and buy themselves, where he can just have his way with them, God. But I pray, God, that the opposite happens to God, that they they continue to, to seek you, God, and they continue to uh, go forth in you and let your light shine through them, God, and not 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 hide your light, not hide who they are, God, in you, God, and continue to get better in you, God, and continue to be built up in you, God. And as they continue to grow in you and be built up in you, God, that their that their confidence, God, it increases, God. They they get they start to see that you know they are more than conquerors and that. That no, no harm will come to them, God, and that even when those words come and even even if somebody tries to do something negative towards them, God, that that you already you, you already got them covered and that that vengeance, vengeance is yours, God, and that, you know, we don't wish any ill on those people who have said things against us, God, but we 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 still pray for them, God. We still pray that you would have your way in, in their lives. But we just pray, God, that that whatever they're whatever's making them be bullies or what made them to be bullies, God, we pray, God, that they, that you would change their hearts, God, and that you would deal with them, God, and, and that they would, you know, if they're not saved, they would get saved. And if they're professing you, God, that they would repent, God, of their sins and see that what they're doing is, is hurting someone else, God. So Lord, I just pray again that, that you would heal and that you would protect and that you would have your way in the lives of these people who have, who have dealt with anxiety due to being bullied and, and talked about and all of that, God. F- Father, we know that anxiety is a manifestation of fear, and we know that fear is not of you, God. And we know, like Second Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So, God, you've given us the power to overcome anxiety over to overcome fear, God. You've given us your love, God. You surround us with your love. And that 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 just it makes us feel good about ourselves. It makes us know that you're there with us, God. It lets us know that 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 if you're with us, God, we don't have to worry about anything else, God. Like a a a, a father protecting his child, God. We know that you're there. And we, we know that you've given us a sound mind, God, that we don't have to uh, be tormented, God, by the things that these people said. We won't rehearse the words that they said, God. We'll let them go. We'll move forward in our lives, God. We'll forgive them, God. And that's part of it. Sometimes we, we, we hold on to things and that just keeps the anxiety within us because we keep holding on to the things that were said against us, God. But today, God, right now, we release it. We let it go in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you, God. We thank you for a sound mind. We thank you for just everything you do for us, God. And it's in your son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. So thank you for listening to this podcast. I pray that it was a blessing to whoever was listening. Um, continue to come back every week. And um, I plan on posting them every Friday. I don't have a set time yet, but every Friday I'll post the podcast. And I plan on posting the, the blogs every Wednesday. The blog is at www.totalsuccess365.com forward slash JTTS blog. You can also find the podcast at Anchor. Um, You can also just do a search for Journey to Total Success. You can also find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And in actuality, you can find both just by going to my website, www.totalsuccess365.com. There will be links at the top right corner for both the blog and the podcast. So you can find us there. 
Thank you all for all your love, your support, your prayers. Keep praying for me. Keep uh, wishing good thoughts towards me and just help helping me to bring forth the vision of total success. Our goal is to help as many lives as possible and to help as many people as we can achieve true and total success. Again, this is Dr. Marco Britton. Thank you for coming to listen to me this week, and I'll see you again next week. Take care.